I'll be reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. On the day of the Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of, or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At the time, there were devout Jews from every nation in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are from Galilee and Galilee, and yet they hear them speaking in their own native languages. We are Parthians, Medes, Alamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Capita, Pontus, and the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Cretus and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in their own languages and the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Okay, it's party time. No, I'm serious. That's, whoa, that was, wasn't quite the reaction I was hoping for. Getting there, we're getting there, okay. Um, we need decorations, that's what we need, okay. Don't worry, I came prepared. Hang this up here for us. You guys see it okay? Yeah, here. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll put it here. There we go. Okay, still not feeling the party vibes. Okay. Um, better? Three people clapping. Okay. Um, oh, man, sure hope this works. Whew. Find out. Oh no. It's not ready for the party either. Mm. Okay, now we're ready. This is going to look so good on the camera. Okay, now we're getting there. Oh, yes, okay. Thank you, thank you. Okay, I think we need one more thing. Okay. I'm ready. As if we don't have enough fire up here already. It's definitely Pentecost, I'll tell you that. Okay, you guys ready? Okay, let's all sing. Happy birthday to you. Can't hear you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. Oh, and oh, it's not my birthday. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, today's the fifth. Okay. Not sure what happened there. You guys know, want to know what we're celebrating? Okay, one person does. Cool, cool. Set this over here. We got way too much stuff up here now, I'll tell you that. So, we're celebrating something. Has to do with the summer I spent in Denver. Not that Denver, other Denver, Denver, North Carolina. Uh, I was an intern at a rural United Methodist church out there. I uh, had a great summer, 
a lot of t great memories. Um, you can ask me about it later. Love to talk about it. Um, but one event they had in particular, very memorable, very fitting for today, is they throw a birthday party, which means there's birthday cake. But who is the party for? It's for the church, not not their church, but you know the capital C, you know, the global church. They have a birthday party to commemorate the birth of the Christian church. It was born today, Pentecost. So I checked earlier today. They did, in fact, have a birthday party today with birthday cake. So their streak is still alive. Um, and so that is what we are doing as the global church. That's what we're celebrating today, Pentecost. So I'm going to take this off. So. <laughs> Can we get like a quick cheer for Pentecost? Okay, okay. I'm gonna say it's graduation season. Like I know you can do better, but maybe we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So this morning we heard the story of Pentecost, written by read by Theo. So thank you for sharing that with us. It was great. So as we kind of think about Pentecost, we need to ask ourselves one uh, very important question. What's the point? I think it's a good question for a lot of things. Uh, but today we're going to ask it of uh, this day in the church calendar. What's the point of Pentecost? Maybe even we'll get to, you know, what's the point of the church? Uh, but that's a giant question. So uh, we'll start, start a little smaller, take some steps back. So we'll start with something maybe a little easier to figure out the point of. So what's the point of a party? It's no secret, I'm someone who loves to go to weddings for the cake. I, I mean it, I really mean it. Uh, I've been to weddings where uh, the, you know, the couple getting married, the ones whose day it's all about, uh, they made sure there was cake for me. As in, like, they didn't serve cake at the reception. There was no, like, oh, everyone gets cake, but they had cake for me. Uh, probably says more about my love of cake and how much my friends love me uh, more than anything else. But is cake the point of the party? As much as I want to say it is, uh, I know it's not. So let's see, what's some other things? Uh, presents. Presents are great. Um, but I think we can probably all agree they're not the point of a party. Um, a lot of parties don't even have presents, especially as you get older. They don't tell you that when you're young. So, so let's see. There's something that almost every party has. And I know this is basically sacrilegious to say in Hawaii, but the point of the party is not the food. I, I know, I know, I hear it, I know it sounds crazy, uh, but, but it, it's not. I know, forgive me. So, so focused on the food, lost myself in the notes. So. A lot of things that aren't the point of a party. And really, the party isn't the point at all. So our first point, I'm going to say the word point a lot today. Point of the party, well, it's not the party. So, sometimes it feels like the, you know, we get together just to get together. And we like those things. We, we like the food, the decorations, the confetti everywhere, the presents, the cake. 
But it's more than that. The party itself isn't the point. So what is the point? I think the point of the party is community. Community is the point. The connection with other people, being present with those around you,、uh, chosen or otherwise.、Uh, and this is our second point. Community is the point. So when you go to a wedding,、uh, you're there for the couple being married, probably. When you go to a birthday party, you're there for the person celebrating a birthday.、Uh, when you go to a funeral, you're probably there for the deceased or their family. Sometimes the community you're there for、uh, isn't even the main person that the party is for.、Um, maybe it's just me, but has anyone else been to a party because someone else didn't want to go alone? Great, it's just me. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, I don't want to go to this party. Will you go with me?"、Like, okay, sure.、Um, maybe it'll happen to you one day. So, what's the point of going? It's being present for that community. Sometimes the people or person you're at the party for—they're not even at the party. But it's important for you to be there as an expression of that community that you're in. Parties are complicated. The wild thing is, it doesn't even really matter if you want to be there. Okay, maybe more of you fall into this category. I've been here. You're at a party, but you didn't really want to be at the party. One person. Thank you. Okay, someone knows what that's like. You know, for whatever reason, I've been to parties like I didn't really want to go to, come to this gathering, but I was there. I think that right there—that's part of what the point. Of the party is part of going to the party, showing up, because you're part of something bigger than yourself, something bigger than just a party. It's an expression of engaging with your larger community. That takes a lot of different shapes. So maybe you have some parties coming up, maybe later today, even. I don't know. Maybe you're looking forward to it. Maybe less so. Curious, you know, be thinking through what communities are you a part of? What does it look like to engage with them? Big, small ways. Which of those communities are better because you're part of it? So, the party isn't the point. The community is the point. What does this have to do with Pentecost? Great question. I'm glad you asked. So, in Acts. We heard that on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Everyone in one place. You know what it sounds like to me? A party. There was a loud sound from heaven, and the divine DJ let the beat drop.、Um, taking a lot of creative license here.、Um, everyone got presents, which is really the best type of party, if you ask me. Then things get a little wild. Type of party you, know, you talk about for ages. In this case, thousands of years later, we're still talking about how wild it was. So, I don't know. Seems like a party to me. So, with so many things going on at Pentecost, it's easy to lose the point of it. I'm guessing a fair amount of people would probably say the the gift of tongues, or you know, the gifts of the Spirit、uh, at at Pentecost. That's the point. And I don't think that's the point.、And、don't get me wrong; gifts of the spirit are amazing.、Uh, totally worth celebrating. They deserve their own popper. I have another popper, but 
we'll save that for later. I think the American church, uh, myself included, I think we often keep our eyes closed too much to the workings of the Holy Spirit in our midst. And all of the gifts that she freely gives. So on Pentecost, we see such a dramatic gifting that it's hard not to focus on it, right? Our, our attention is just drawn right to that. But one reason I feel fairly confident that these gifts aren't actually the point comes from a widely used party verse from Paul. That's right, there's party verses in the Bible. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I'd only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. This passage is often used at weddings, a party, to emphasize the importance of love. But it also shows that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are hollow without something else. They are not an end in and of themselves. Paul's basically saying that even if Pentecost was recreated right now, right here, in our midst, it'd be meaningless without love. And that's something to really think about. Especially when we pray that the kingdom of God will be on earth as it is in heaven. I think we're asking for a lot, and we should be. So, what's the point of Pentecost? Well, it seems clear that the signs are not the point. I mean, it's in the name, really. Signs point to something. It's not about the signs, it's about what you're pointing to. You know, when you see a danger sign, you don't care about the sign, you care about what it's pointing out, right? I do. So, it's not about speaking in tongues, it's not about the weather changes, it's not about which languages weren't, which were and weren't spoken, uh, it's not even about how memorable the day was and how many people came to faith. Well, the point of Pentecost isn't those things, and they're still pretty awesome. When I go to a party, I enjoy eating the food. I don't mind getting presents. Those are great things, but they're not the point of the party. And they're still good. And it can be really easy to go kind of too far with this and say, if it's not the point, it doesn't matter at all. It still matters. It can be enjoyed fully. So on Pentecost, we can celebrate the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the memorable scene in Jerusalem that day. And we need to keep in mind what the point of it all is. So maybe we'll actually get to answer this question. What is the point of Pentecost? Right after our passage this morning, Peter gets up and begins to talk to the crowd. He tells them, you know, they shouldn't be too surprised about what just happened. Uh, maybe a little surprised, maybe not too surprised. You know, this has been foretold in multiple prophecies in their Torah, our Old Testament. He uh, remembers this passage of David from Psalm, Psalms. It says, I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me 
with the joy of your presence. It's no coincidence that this passage begins and ends with the same idea. Oh, I click. Oh no, I lost my clicking ability. But trust me, the first part of that, you see the Lord is always with me, is now in bold, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. The presence of God bookends this. And that is the point of Pentecost. The presence of God is the point. That's what today is all about. All that other stuff is great. It really is. And at the heart of it all is the presence of God. Without God, who is love embodied, speaking in tongues, giving prophecies, everything from the Holy Spirit is empty. It is pointless. Earlier this week, uh, Pastor Rich Velotis had this to say about Pentecost. That was very fitting. That's probably way too tiny for you to read, but don't worry. I love that on first Pentecost Sunday, it is the Apostle Peter who preaches. This same Peter had just denied Jesus a few weeks earlier. The Holy Spirit is not rewarded for good, is not a reward for good behavior and unwavering faith. The Holy Spirit is a gift to those who turn to Jesus and wait on him. The Holy Spirit, the presence of God, comes to those who are present, who show up. If you go to a wedding, uh, you're not fed based on what type of present you bring. At least I have never seen this happen. You know, you show up and you're like, oh, thank you so much for the two hand towels. Here's your happy meal. And it's like, oh, wow, thank you. Really love the all-expense-paid vacation to Ireland, including airfare. Would you like some steak and lobster? That doesn't happen, right? You show up, you're, they're glad you're there. You are all, you, you get the gift because you came. This is how God works. Merely showing up is what is required. So on today, the day of Pentecost, we're reminded that the point of all of this is being with God and God being with us. We're pretty, good, we're pretty good at remembering this at Christmas, right? Emmanuel, God with us. But really, it's the, the point of God's entire salvation history. It's God's own presence from the garden to the burning bush, to the pillar of smoke and fire in the wilderness, to the tabernacle, to the temple, to the monarchy, to Jesus in the flesh, to the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, to eternity with God. The point of it all, God with us. This is actually the last point of the sermon, but also I think the point of the church. God is with us. We're a people drawn together by the presence of God. Just like a party, Sometimes we don't want to be a part of the church. We'd rather be somewhere else. Free plug for Pastor Dan's book, Struggling with Evangelicalism, 
why I want to leave, and what it takes to stay. Sometimes we don't even want to be a part of a flawed community. But we still show up because we're part of something bigger than ourselves, something bigger than an hour on Sunday. It's an expression of our larger community. And that community takes countless shapes all around the world. And just as there are countless types of parties, there are countless ways to be present with God. Today is not just Pentecost, though. Our church and many churches across the world are celebrating another party. Sometimes we forget it's a party, uh, but in a few moments we will be taking communion. By doing this, we'll be showing up. We're going to be present with something bigger than ourselves, engaging with the global church throughout history. It's like everything else, we can ask, what's the point? If we've learned anything today, uh, the point of communion definitely isn't uh, you know, the food, so the bread and the wine. Uh, it helps make the party, but it's not the point, right? There's got to be more to it. It's not the songs we sing before or after. Uh, it's not even the liturgical words of institution. Just like Pentecost and the church, the presence of God is the point of communion. It's right there in the name. Union. Being together with God. United. That's the point of communion. So this morning, as we enter a time of reflection, of partaking in an ancient ritual, may we all be reminded the point of all of this. Something we haven't talked much about today is the host of the party. If you show up to a wedding, something that you will likely hear um, from the wedded couple is, we're so glad you came. You came. Or thank you for being here. God is the host of this party today. And God is so glad you're present. Wherever you are, whatever that looks like. So God, through infinite love and grace and peace, is in our midst. Regardless of what prayers you have or haven't said, regardless of what you have or haven't done in your life, regardless of where you were raised or who you voted for or what you look like or who you love or what you do in your free time or who you listen to or for advice or what kind of car you drive, God is with us, period. We've all been invited to the party without an ending, hosted by God to come and be in the presence of the one who was and is, and is to come. Amen.